Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Show, show your shame Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, pleased to have you along. It's 404 and it's snowing. Snowy Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I mean, it's Man. actually coming down pretty good. Yeah, there's like a whole inch out there. Look, it's time to panic and take <laughs> to the streets. I mean, that's, let's go. Uh, let's uh, talk more about this Alabama story we were discussing earlier. It's pretty wild and getting wilder. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, is covering it. Uh, Dan, welcome to Snowy Portland. Hey, good to be on in Snowy Portland. Hope everyone drives safely. No, we Hope don't. They, they won't. <laughs> no, yeah. we, we panic. Yeah. It's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Snowy Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you Actually, live in Detroit? it's just raining. Actually, it's just raining right now. So. You, you don't live okay. in Detroit, do you? I do. Oh. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> there Someone's you go. Got to. So you're the one. Well, I'm a big Red Wings guy. My kid's name is Iserman, so I've, I've got that going for me as far as my Detroit love. You named your child Iserman? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Yeah. He just laughed is, right in I your mean, face. That kid needs to move to Detroit. He'd be a legend. Every every time we go into Canada and we cross the border, that you you've never seen happier border guards and an easier passing oh. when they get his passport and they see Iserman Sukanik, who also happens to be a tiny Korean child, which makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be absolute. How old is he? Uh well, gosh, he's old now. He's getting ready to turn twenty-one. Twenty. All right. Well, he needs to move to Detroit. I mean, he would just absolutely crush it at the bars. Yeah, even still. So, hey, Dan. Right. Well. Yeah, I know. It's wild. It's shocking. He's still trying to get over it. You'll be thinking about it all day. Trust me. I've, I've that is his... a real Red Wing fan. That is a real fan. That's i got to give it that. That's right. I've set him into a spiral. Um, walk us through what happened here uh, with this with Darius Miles, the Alabama basketball player, and, uh, oh, I don't know, a murder. What happened? 
Well, a lot happened that night, and then after that, nothing. And Alabama doesn't seem too concerned about it, um, <laughs> which is really the story. Uh, so I, I don't. I'm not sure. What, what do you? you I like, hear you, you want me to recap the crime? Yeah, yeah, so it sounds like he was out at a bar and Brandon Miller was with him, and then Brandon Miller went home because the line was too long at a bar, and then Miles called Miller back and told him to bring him his gun? Yeah, so he, he, he dropped Miller, and this uh, Miller dropped uh, Brandon Miller, who's, you know, NBA lottery pick, yeah. central best player in college basketball. He drops uh Darius Miles, uh who is not the NBA Darius Miles, no relation. Poor Darius Miles. Yeah. Can drag into this. Um and uh a friend of Darius is from back in Baltimore and uh he was he left them. Uh they got into a dispute with this other party. Um as uh Miller is coming back to pick him up, um Miles Miles had left apparently left his gun in the back seat of Miller's car. And as Miller is driving back, he receives a text saying, bring me, bring me my gun of, or in some form or fashion. We're not sure the exact wording of that text. Uh, Miller keeps driving, pulls up to the scene of this dispute. Miles uh, gets the gun out of the back of Miller's car, the back seat, uh, hands it to uh, the other guy, Davis, who starts shooting up uh uh, shooting into this Jeep where the uh, the other party, where they had this conflict, was. Um, police also allege Brandon Miller's car uh, blocked uh, one of the routes out of this kind of thin, I wouldn't call it an alley, but I wouldn't call it a full street. Um, all of this is right in the student bar district of, of the University of Alabama. They call it the strip. It's literally a strip of bars and restaurants and coffee shops that you'd see at pretty much any college. Um, so it's crowded and all that. Um, and uh, as he's shooting, one of the people he hits is the, uh, or he hits this woman who is in the car. Um, uh, she ends up passing away. They drive the car away. They return fire. It's this wild shootout in a college town. And, um, and that's it. So, you know, the murder happened back in uh, January, and, and, and Darius Miles was arrested and obviously kicked off the team, and uh, as was his, uh, his friend Davis. Um, uh, but we did not know anything about Brandon Miller's involvement or another player uh, who was there, uh, another Alabama player was there and did not bring a weapon um, until yesterday in court testimony as they were doing a, like a, a bond hearing uh, detective with the Tuscaloosa police revealed that that uh, Brandon Miller had brought the gun over, uh, you know, in his car. And so that's kind of what set this off. It was like, wait, that, you know, no suspension, no nothing. No one mentioned this. And then they asked uh, Nate Oates, the Alabama coach, and he, uh, you know, basically dismissed it as saying, you know, he was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And, you know, it's just uh, he's not in any trouble. And I think that's what uh, kind of set people off because, I mean, he wasn't in the wrong place at the wrong time. He brought a gun and made it the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, he could have turned around when someone said, bring me my gun. Um, and so that's the uh, that's the controversy. But Brandon Miller is going to play ball tonight, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. This, so. is, this is just unbelievable to me. I can't fathom. You think about all the ways that people have been suspended, let alone kicked off teams. And you literally have a player of the year, an NBA lottery pick, 
that was asked by text message, bring me my gun, his car blocked the getaway, or at least one of them, and NATO's literally said, and I quote, we knew about that, can't control everything, anybody does outside of practice, no one knew this was going to happen, wrong spot, wrong time. Am I wrong in thinking that is the worst press conference in the history of college basketball? So when it first came out, I, I didn't believe he said it. Then I saw the video, and he said it. Yeah. <laughs> then I was like, there must be some other explanation. And I was like, maybe NATO didn't know the full extent. Like, he just thought he, Brandon, they knew Brandon Miller was in the area, but maybe he thought Brandon Miller had just come out of a bar or, or a diner or whatever or, or something, and he didn't know about the weapon. And, that, and they still are kind of alluding to that, but... I, I just thought there's no way someone would say that, let alone a college basketball coach who's making millions of dollars a year and representing a university. But here we are, and they've had multiple clarifications, and no one's really walking it back or pointing out, like, hey, I had no idea he brought the gun over. Like, if I had known that, I wouldn't have said he wasn't in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was a bunch, it was some bunch of drunks yelling at each other, or at least drunks on one side. Uh, and then he brought the gun. And, yeah, it wasn't his gun. Yeah, he didn't know what was going to happen with the gun. He didn't do the shooting. He's not getting arrested. That's fine. It's just sort of the the blanket, like, why, what, suspend, like, suspend them. Like, uh, you know, I mean... I don't know. Like, I've been covering sports a long time, college basketball. Like, you miss curfew, you got to sit out the first half. And they played Brandon Miller in a game 48 hours after this murder. Like, they didn't, you know, I don't know that all the facts could have possibly been in immediately after. And, and if they knew he had ferried a weapon over to the scene or that he was at the scene and his car got riddled with bullets to just immediately determine – nothing's going on um, while the police are still working on an investigation. There's no way a prosecutor ruled out charging him in 48 hours. It's just sort of stunning. So I thought there'd be some punishment on this. I'm rarely surprised in college when it, when it comes to college athletics. This one surprised me that they didn't. That's it. You know, I, it's not, it's not my place to say Alabama has got to do this or that, but as I said, Alabama has got to deal with, what everyone thinks about Alabama if you go this route. This is uh, Yahoo Sports' Dan Wetzel. So two follow-up questions. Why is Miller not in trouble criminally? And the second question is, do you believe Nate, is it Nate Oates? Yeah. Nate Oates. Nate Oates. Yeah, do you believe his job is in jeopardy now? Uh, well, I, he, the, the, apparently there's no law to charge um, Brandon Miller. Uh I guess it's a, there's no understanding that there was an intent to be a crime is how it's been explained to me. Okay. Um, so he was just bringing his weapon to, you know, I don't know what, did he know there was a, a potential fight or something like that, but he brought the weapon. So a prosecutor in Tuscaloosa is not going to charge him, uh, they said. So that's why, I, you know, I don't know. There's different laws all over the place, and there's different sensibilities all over the place. Um, no, I don't think NATO's, NATO's job is in jeopardy. In fact, in the month since the murder and now, NATO's got a new contract. Oh, did he really? 
Oh, yeah, nice, rich. I mean, he's doing a great job on the team. They're number two in the country. Um, he's got the best player in the country at his team. So he got a new contract, and, uh, yeah, there's no – I mean, again, it's not like the university president is now stepping in and saying, we don't, need, we don't want this kid representing our school right now. Like, this is not someone we want representing our school. It's not like the AD is coming in saying we don't want – Brandon Miller on the court tonight. Let's sit down. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's talk to people, all that. None of that is happening, apparently. We'll see in about an hour and 45 minutes. But the indication is he's an active member of the team. He's going to start tonight. So I think Nate Oates is fine. Now, it's obviously going to be a big story. It's going to hang over this team as they try to win a national championship. But um, in, in Alabama, this is they're rallying around rally around the team, which fans do and everywhere. I mean, it, it takes an awful lot for a fan to turn on a star player of their team. I, I know, and, and we look the other way a lot, but, I, boy, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that Nate Oates didn't know. I have a hard time believing that, that he didn't know exactly what had happened. This whole thing is now predicated on the idea of the old plausible deniability and I'm always amazed at these hard-ass coaches that run every aspect of their, their, their program down to a T and know everything that's going on until something bad happens, and then we play the, well, I didn't know, so you can't blame me game. And, but that's what we're doing here, and that there's no accountability for it. You said, I mean, I, I know Alabama can't be thrilled with the response and, and, and the press they're getting, but, I mean, I guess that's the weird part about this. This has been going on now for a couple months, and just now people are like, well, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah about thirty five days. Um, I don't know what he's saying that he did or didn't know. Again, that's it's it still hasn't come. Well, you know, maybe we'll know more if he answers actual questions tonight. Um, but you know, there's also these are not Tuscaloosa is not a big city. It's not a you know it's not a small place. It's probably similar to Eugene size, um, but. The idea that like people at University of Alabama wouldn't be talking to people at at the at the Tuscaloosa police, uh, you know, at least informally or university council with the prosecutor, what's going on? What it's hard to believe there is no knowledge of of how an investigation is going or what's being understood in a town that size. Um, this isn't you know USC at, at dealing with the LA police, right, or something like that. This right. is. This is a small town where the, the, the difference between the town and the, and the college is pretty, you know, is, is blurred. It's, it's, this is what Tuscaloosa is known for. So um, you would think that the university would have all along had knowledge of what the police are finding uh, with Brandon Miller, or he, or he came forth immediately and told them, yeah, I, 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 he texted me and said, you know, bring the gun, and I was already driving over there, so I just kept going, and he got the gun out, you know, all that. Um, but whatever it is, it's been a very consistent uh, response by Alabama. And, uh, and so it's shocking to us, but Alabama at some point along the way, whether it was uh, four or five weeks ago or, or today, have deter- or yesterday, just determined that we're going to not suspend or discipline or, or really even uh, 
acknowledge that there was any wrongdoing. I mean, that statement you read by Nate Oates is literally he was just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Like it's mm-hmm. like he just was an innocent bystander walking by. That's not how I see it. But again, I, I don't run Alabama. But you said it in your article, and I thought it was a great point. Cut through all the BS. Brandon Miller had a chance to stop someone from being murdered by doing the most basic thing, and that's not bringing a very intoxicated teammate a gun, and he didn't do it. And to me, I, I, I find that hard to, 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 to ignore. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to be like that. I mean, do nothing. Don't, if you hear bringing a weapon to a fight is not a, nope. not a great idea. Nothing good happened, and, and it didn't. It, it, a woman was murdered. Uh, a child doesn't have their mom, and and your teammate and his friend are facing capital murder. Uh, there's no winner in that, and so uh, he wasn't in. This wasn't like uh, you could, if, if you have time to text, bring me the gun while you're driving over. Someone, you know, bring me my gun or whatever he texted the, to that to that uh, sensibility. Um, you have time to walk away. So Brandon Miller could have turned around and said, "I'm just not bringing the gun." Mm-hmm. And uh, and he didn't. So that was a decision he made, and it may not be criminal, but uh, it certainly wasn't uh, a, 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 the right decision. Uh, Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, taking the time to join us from uh, rainy Detroit here in snowy Portland. <laughs> stay uh, stay dry. I heard your wipers working in the background. They sound like you. Sorry good, about that. Good wipers. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's yep. all good. All right. Well, tell Eiserman I said hello. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you at the Little Take Caesars. Care. All right. We'll see you at the Little Caesars. That's their new arena. Oh, I thought. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, isn't the guy from yeah. the Little Caesars, Caesars guys the. Well, he's dead now, but the Illich family is the yeah. one that owns the Red Wings, and they started Little Caesars. Yeah. So I like that. It's well, no longer. Hey, the, we'll see you at Little Caesars. It's no longer Joe Lewis Arena, which is sad. It's now the freaking Little Caesars Arena. So do we need a post-game show to that, or have we, <laughs> have we played that out? I don't know. I, I mean, think I, it's pathetic. I, it's wild to me that when you, bring a, when you bring a weapon to a dispute, apparently in some states, if that leads to murder, it's a, well, yeah, couldn't no. have seen that coming. Or yeah. the authorities are viewing it as like, well, he just thought he was running an errand. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 going to the grocery That's store, the, bringing him his lunch yeah. or something. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so, so weird. odd. That yeah. is a really weird part of this that Miller, it's like, oh. Well, and I wonder, too, like in a small town in the AD, I just, I wonder. Well, I mean, it's, it reeks of, I was thinking when he was talking about that, it reeks of the Tallahassee, yeah, uh, James Winston, James Winston thing. thing. Yeah. Small towns. Or a lot of the times, this was in Tennessee when they had this, uh, um, when the player got beat up because he, he, he blew the rape whistle on some teammates and... Like the the first call that the police make is to the head coach. He's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, just exactly. want to." It just yeah. it seems I don't very know why it's so hard to handle these situations. But again, we've talked about this in small towns. What is the protect the program at all costs? The program deals right. Uh, maybe they should take it out on the football team. Then people would pay attention. <laughs> Hit them where it hurts. Right. Cancel the football season. Hey, it was well, on the other text. If this had happened on the football team, would we have even heard about it? I mean, I, someone's oh, dead. We would have, but it. yeah. Man, would they have tried to sweep it up even more? I just, I just think the whole thing. I think Alabama looks absolutely pathetic, but as long as they win, they don't seem to care. Not real shocking, though. Un- I did, unfortunately, yeah. I, I was listening to Paul Feinbaum a little bit today, driving in, listening to that, and he did say that uh, people inside the Alabama uh, University are very, very unhappy with the way that uh, this has been handled. By but, who? By by Coach Oates. The oh. that that press conference is not sitting well with the higher ups, but 
the chances of actually something happening to him. Well, hey, they're 23 and 4 and number 2 in the country. There you go. <laughs> if this were last season, they would have turfed him. Probably. All right, it is uh, 422 Open Seggy. Oh no, it's not an Open Seggy. Why Canada is to be credited with American football. Next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. couple of texts. The uh, fan text line, new fan text line number is 503-8646-FAN. That's uh, 326. Uh... Honestly, big-time college sports is a cesspool nowadays. This is gross. Yeah. Very true. It's hard to not to think that. Uh, here's one that says, uh, <laughs> I bet if he knelt for the national anthem, Alabama fans would turn on him. I mean, I know that's a joke, but I actually think there's a lot of truth to that. That's but why it's funny. He would take way more flack for kneeling during the national anthem or sitting on the bench than he has for bringing a gun to a teammate that was used to murder someone. And I guarantee when the next time he plays at home, they will go badass crazy for him. He will get a standing O because it'll be like, we'll rally around our guy. And again, protect the program at all costs. It's why these things uh, tend to happen at smaller, smaller towns, smaller communities. I think it was a good point that uh, the Dan brought up. There's a difference between, you know, this going down in a place like Los Angeles versus, a town like Tuscaloosa or College Station or, you know, where basically the the city is the school. So on the Dave Grohl Crown Royal ad, mm-hmm. Super Bowl ad, well, they put out the tease like during championship weekend or whenever it was. Yeah, the week before. He was, and we didn't really know what that No, we meant. knew we knew it was going to be a Crown Royal <laughs> Dave Grohl Super Bowl commercial. 
But he started listing things. And we're like, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, he was listing all of the things that Canada should be credited for. And one of them at the very end was American football. Yeah. When that makes sense, because obviously you're watching it during the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we all we were like, no way. The Canadians. <laughs> huh? Bieber? That can't be. Brian Adams? <laughs> no. This is our game. Well, so, of course, we all went to Google, or maybe some of us did. I know I did. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that can't be right. Um, and it is right. And I looked it up on the Internet. And everything I read on the Internet is true. That is true. That is true? Yes, because... Everything I read on the Internet, it's true that everything I read on the Internet is true. That's true. Also true. Always true. And it says, while Canadian James Naismith invented basketball, I can't say I knew he was Canadian. You didn't know that one? Well, I knew James Naismith invented basketball. I didn't know he was Canadian. That one I actually did know. I did not know that they invented the egg crate or the ironing board, though. Right. That's I learned something. Peanut butter was another one. American-style football also came from Canada after Americans played a game developed in Canada. So American sports history often cites an 1869 game between Rutgers and Princeton as the origin of their game of football. But that was a rather different style of game, which bore little resemblance to what we call football today, including, for example, having 25 players per side. Seems like a lot. God. <laughs> that just seems like a like Can you mur imagine that? murder ball. <clears throat> was the field enormous, or was they all just... It must have been. Well, back then, remember, there was they no, played like... played in big, giant fields. There was, like, no forward pass or whatever. You just got, like, a big rugby yeah, scrum. Yeah, see. Its only real claim to fame is the start of the of um, intercollegiate sports. Mm. In the latter part of the 1800s, both the U.S. and Canadian universities were playing a soccer-like rugby brought over from England. However, the sport had evolved somewhat in the New World and also evolved rather differently in the two countries. So what is now known as one of America's greatest professional sports thus came about as a result of American exposure to the Canadian version of the sport. Huh. In 1874, the American Harvard University team was seeking to play against another university team and invited McGill University in Montreal to play against them. However, by this time, the American and Canadian versions of rugby football were substantially different. Thus, the decision was made to have the teams play two games, one by Harvard's American rules and one by the Canadian rules. On May 13th and 14th in 1874, two games were played in the U.S. The first was played using Harvard's rules, which was a game more like soccer and using a round ball. The second was played using McGill rules, using an oblong ball like a football. The Harvard game was a soccer variation known as the Boston game. This allowed a player to pick up the ball and run with it if he were chased. But if the pursuer stopped, he would yell to the ball holder, who then had to throw or kick the ball. This is all... That's dumb. Yeah. It seems very strange. As it turned out, the Americans won that game 3 to nothing, while the second game with Canadian <laughs> rules... nothing was a scoreless tie. Wow. However, much more importantly for the U.S.-style game of today and extravaganzas like the Super Bowl and all the others, the Harvard squad preferred the Canadian rules. Hmm. So that included only fielding 11 players during a match, whereas the Americans usually played with 15 members or more on the field. Even today, obviously 11 yeah. on each side. The Harvard team liked the Canadian innovations to the game, such as running with the ball, downs... <laughs> Forward passing, mm -hmm. goal posts for a try or touchdown, and this fun little thing called tackling. So, so Canada is responsible for hockey, basketball, and, and American football? Yeah. What in the hell? 
Yeah, they ignored the fact that Canada was the source of the Harvard game. So Americans, they they tend to cite this yeah, as we, a U.S. only game, but yeah. you they ignore these facts. Like the Canadian version of the game was way more like football than what we were playing. Yeah, but we don't want to give them. But credit. no, no it, let's just that's, credit. That's us. Yeah, it Teddy was Rutgers, Princeton. Teddy Roosevelt's the one that developed uh, football. Either that or John Wayne. A.K.A. Marion. By the way, that game, McGill-Harvard, also marked the first time admission was charged at a college sporting event. 50 cents huh. to get in. That's a nice little deal. Although back then, I bet that people were like, 50 cents? Yeah, like, whoa. Get the hell out of here. I ain't spending no 50 cents on watching this Canadian game. But they said it was very entertaining. Hmm. And American well, while college... it was 0-0, that was entertaining? <laughs> I guess. Well, they had tackling. That was well, more fun. you know, people were dying. At one point, like, I, I think it was like during Teddy's presidency, they were talking about banning it because oh, people yeah. kept dying. Yeah, it was dangerous. <laughs> He's playing like a stocking cap. And people kept getting their brains kicked in. And now look, it's so safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't go that. I want the next time something happens, be like, hey, used to be a lot more dangerous. Yeah. They used to shoot people <laughs> at the games. Billy Blank style. He was running out there. Someone pulls out their musket. <clears throat> hey, we got to get to hot snow talk. Oh, yeah. Snow. Is it still coming down? I can't tell. Yes, it I, is. I, I just checked. I don't have a window. I have received 11 texts today yeah. asking me from my significant other, warning me and asking me uh, if I'm going to be okay driving. A <laughs> lot of panic. A lot of panic well, out let's, there. Let's talk about it next. Uh, that will kick off in the news. Here's Buck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is uh, February 22nd, 2023. It is time now for In the News. I'm your noted and carbon neutral newsman. Thank you. Today I bring you news of snow. Oh, yeah. We just didn't uh, know. We're getting reports. Jeff Rust from uh, is, is in saying it took him an hour to get from our office to 26. Whoa. That's Because 26 is like. It's right there. I right mean, over. It's, it's right down there. It's. Just a few. No way. I yeah. think Rust is lying. I don't like that. That's where I'm going to have to go after work. You're calling Jeff Rust the lovable Jeff Rust? I do love Jeff Rust. A liar? He's I'm, many things. He's not a liar. I'm calling him an exaggerator. Mm. No? He's listening right now. So, Rust, there you go. You're being called don't out. Don't text and drive, especially while it's snowing. My guess is he's probably not moving. Well, <clears throat> we're getting reports from our reporters out on the street, one of them being Jeff Rust. Um, this one says roads are fine, traffic is not. <laughs> I will say that coming in, uh, I was coming from over in Happy Valley. There was an element of that. The roads weren't bad, but I'll tell you what, it was, it was Thunderdome. It was Thunderdome out there. So again, I, I uh, we, I think we have to separate. I think here it gets a little blurry. Yeah. Between a snow event mm-hmm. 
and ice. Yes. The ice. You can't screw. That is bad. Yeah. And it is Thunderdome. Yes. This, according to my weatherman neighbor, is not ice. Just slush. This is just (laughs) snow. This is what it's like when you live in Wisconsin or you live in, uh, I don't know, some northern state. So it's not that bad. Just all you got to do, slow down some to keep keep more distance between the car in front of you. Yep. Take a little bit longer to get home, but you should be fine. It's not that slick. It's not as slick as you think it is. And you don't have to worry about going fast because in traffic you're not moving anywhere. Well, you always get truck guy who's oh, zooming yeah. around. Yeah. Like all these wusses out here. Yeah. <laughs> God, I root for that guy in the ditch. I was I was going onto an on ramp today that has the big, you know, it's the big wind. And so I was going pretty slow. Um you know, it was yeah, pretty good buildup, and there was a guy behind me in a wonderful Dodge pickup that was just livid eye. up my keister. Ta- that's the thing, guys and gals, do not tailgate yeah, in not, this traffic. I'm not speeding up, bud. No, not. especially the thing is when you start tailgating like Mike Lynchwood, the person that you're tailgating is now purposefully going to go slower. Yeah, I promise you. More times than not, you've now pissed them off to the point where they're definitely not speeding up. But the moment he was able to get around me, I, I got the full on gas and then just the. the but the fun, the fun part <laughs> was me. I caught up with him about 30 <laughs> seconds later because traffic was awful. So we weren't. I was right behind him. You know, I, I always like, love the guy who's like, yeah, give me a round, all you losers. And then you run into him like 15 seconds later. Yeah, it's okay, like, man. yeah, nice job. <laughs> Gaining two car lengths, dude. You just about killed yourself with that sound effect there. <laughs> I did. I... <laughs> it's like it was rolling coal. That's like his big diesel truck. <laughs> I'm by, so tough. And by the way, people are people are definitely saying that Rob is not exaggerating. This about guy, what? The the traffic. This guy says it took him 45 minutes from 21st and Powell to 39th and Stark. Yeah. Not exaggerating. Hey. Traffic is god awful. Captive audience. Yeah. Sorry. Well, snow slows everything down, but look, just don't be that idiot. Yes. Because all it takes is one or two of you. That, just calm down. You'll get home a little bit later. Ten but and two, you, but drive get slower. Home. It's not that slick. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just give yourself a little distance between the car in front of you. Everyone in our office bailed about 1 o'clock, but we're still how here How is that you. any normal than any other day? <laughs> it, it, wait. How is that any different than any other day? I think most people usually bail around 3, 3.15. Sam Tung is here. <laughs> huh? Isn't that his name? Yeah, that's correct. Right? That's his yeah, name? Yeah, that's his name, yeah. Yeah. Sam? Yeah. Welcome to Intercom. I didn't know that was his last name. Wait, Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, yeah, his name's Sam Tung, and he's here. I didn't know his last name was Tung. Well, now you do. Interesting. I don't know what he does. I don't know if here. I've ever met a Tung. I think he's in sales. What does he do? I think he does sales, specifically uh, digital yes. and uh, social media type stuff. The Tunger. Yeah, like this guy says, it's the idiots that are the problem, not the snow. Yeah. And I think that's largely right. It's like whenever you have the zombie apocalypse, it's not the zombies. It's the other survivors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In any zombie movie, it's never the zombies. Because the zombies are usually easy to kill, right? Yeah, and they just kind of do zombie stuff, but it's always like the, the dude. They're very smart. No, it's the apocalyptic guy, though, that's like, finally, I'm ready to go. That's the guy. Well, as you heard here on the fan, because we give you comprehensive weather reports, 28 degrees and snowy tonight. Oh, that's fine. So uh, we're in for a pretty freezy morning. Yeah. Tomorrow, so, but it's warming up Friday through Sunday. That it says. So we got like one day of this. Yeah, it's fine. You'll be <laughs> fine. That being said, watch Rob end up in a ditch now. It could happen. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna speed home. <laughs> I'm gonna see how fast I can get home. Just floor it. Yeah. Well, I had that as I went to school in Utah, and 
we had a lot of Arizona Mormons, a lot of Southern California Mormons, and let's just say the first time they hit snow, there was a lot of like, let's gun it and see what happens. A lot of like, <laughs> a lot of like Mustangs Ooh. and and little like Mazda Miatas just plowing through Provo snow, and you're like, that's gonna end up well. Yeah, Rust says he's still not to 26 yet, which I find very hard to believe. Yikes. Well, I mean, wouldn't we, Rust... It's a par 5 from here. Wouldn't Rust know? Uh, of course he would know, but he's lying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have someone saying, I've, uh, I'm having to share the road uh, with these morons on a wet road, fearing for their lives while crawling at 5 miles per hour when the same idiot was going 50 in the rain last week. <laughs> Yeah. Again, it's a fair point, yeah, the, and I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings, idiots out there, but he's not wrong. No, It's just wet. There's something about the white yeah. that freaks yeah. people out. They, I think they just think it's it's slick. Yeah. It's not really. It's just like driving in rain. Just slow down. It's now, not, the ice, ice is, different. is a different story. But as of right now, we're not icy. And sometimes we get that here because it yeah. doesn't get so cold, and yeah. so you get that layer of ice. But we haven't had one of those I think it's been events a while. in a while. Uh, all right. Are you just are you exhausted now after the the weather report? <laughs> <laughs> now, which is worse, big truck guy or loud muffler guy? It's the same guy. By the way, Jeff Rust has now texted me a photograph of so of, of him still on four hundred five, <laughs> unable to get to twenty six. How do you know? Can you tell that's four hundred five? I, it's the same route that I would be taking to 26 as well. He exactly. He is on 405 approaching 26 west where you get on to go to Beaverton. Dude, I can't tell you how close to the station that is. It's so, really close. Yes. That's like right down the right road. There. And he has been on the road since. Three, well, he came in here. We were talking. He's talking about our poll question. 330-ish? So, yeah, 330. Well, someone is saying right here. They're saying it is officially it is going to take you an hour to get over the Fremont Bridge. An hour now, just, is it just to get over the bridge. Bumper to bumper, or is there an accident, or I'm, like what's I'm, going on? I'm here? guessing bumper to bumper. We got mod up there causing yeah. all kinds of. <laughs> Rusty's photo looks like bumper to bumper standstill. Oh my god! Have fun. Hey, we got a couple more hours to. Oh, uh, we'll be fine to kill this. Like I said, this <laughs> probably works in our favor. The, the, our, our, the yeah. timing of our show. Well, should be clearer, I think, when we go to leave. Hey, we're here for you. One of the bad uh, storms we had years and years ago, you were gone, and me and my brother were doing yeah. the show, and right. we had to wait until probably 9.30 before there were enough people off the road where we were able to drive home. So we went and posted up at, like, Buffalo Gap. Well, you know, that's the, I've told this story many times, but that was when I had I went out to Eastern Oregon. Yeah. And I, was, and I drove through that whole storm yeah. across the state of Oregon. Ugh. I was in Joseph. I drove from Joseph to Portland. It took us about, I want to say it was like 10 hours, normally a five or so hour drive. I think yeah. it was double. That was where the cop pulled me over and yelled at me and told me to stay there. And I peed myself a little. Yeah. Like I thought he was going to shoot me. <laughs> um, but then he came back and he was super nice. Did I ever told you any of these stories? Well, I remember you driving across, but I don't remember the cop part of it. But I remember you having to drive through well, the state in that, that storm. Out by Pendleton. They shut down part of the freeway. Yeah. Which was our biggest worry. It's like, we're not going to get home. We're going to have to stay in a hotel. Yeah, it was bad. And this cop, I I follow what I see as a truck in front of me Mm -hmm. pulling up a side ramp because the cops had walled off the the road. Sure. So I thought, and I don't know where, we're out east of Pendleton. We're out just west of Joseph. But we're on 84. 
And so I follow this truck like, well, maybe I can turn around there and we can go back and find a hotel at the town or whatever. I don't know. Makes sense. I don't know what to do. Sure. Right. And Somewhat logical. This cop whoop, pulls up behind me and ch- gets out of the car and he was aggressive. Just chewing your he ass. He was pissed. He's like, what are you doing? Like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this either, <laughs> officer. But he said, stay there in the end. And he gets in his car and he drives away and he comes back about an hour later and he's like, hey, thanks a lot for staying here. You literally sat there for... Yeah, we sat there. The, the snow was piling up. We oh. had a dog in the... My aunt's dog was with me because oh I was picking gosh. her up. No, I've never heard this. So she had to go trounce around in the snow. I mean, it was probably... It was probably a good three or four feet of snow Jeez. and piling up. Like yeah. it was a big... You know that storm. Yeah, yeah. And that, so that was the front end of the storm out there. And... Um, <clears throat> he comes back and he's like, "All right, you're good to go." I'm like, "Oh, I, I thought I was gonna like go to jail." Or yeah. yeah. He's like, "No, you're fine. Go ahead." There was a jackknife semi up there, so we had to clear that. But uh, thanks for staying. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, all right, Jeez. have a good one. So we drove all the way into Portland. We got into Portland at about two in the morning, and I will tell you what: I have never seen an apocalyptic scene yeah. quite like that. Yeah. So I drove through Portland, and- cars everywhere. Snow drifts everywhere. I mean, it was it was yeah. Thunderdome. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it was like. I know you guys had like a eight hour commute that day or something. Yeah, people was, were saying. Yeah, it was awful. Kids got stuck on school buses and were having to like go like yeah. some kids peed their pants and other kids were like because they didn't <laughs> know what funny. it was. It was it was what rough. year was that? God, the big I don't storm know. of uh, I don't remember. 20... It was a number of years ago, but yeah, it was. It was it was it was no good. But at some point in the middle of the night, everyone would clear the road, so we drove home at about twenty miles an hour, just in the middle of the freeway, <laughs> and we we made it. Well, it's wild out there, so be on your. Uh, you know, we need your best content. We need your best stuff. We got a captive audience. See what we can sit in the car, listening to Big Souk. And everyone is saying that the Rust Drive uh, timeline here is pretty accurate. Yeah, they don't know. So <laughs> Rob's a liar. According to KATU, the Drive guy said that. Uh, he had only nah. moved about a mile in over an hour on 26 Sylvan heading east. The drive time guy? Who's that? Who cares? Watch KPTV. <laughs> Watch my buddy. K- KTU is a bunch of liars. That's right. They don't know what they're doing. Fake news. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. It's Be Humble Day and Recreational Sports and Fitness Day. Oh. Um, let's talk body cam programs. Body cam programs? Yeah. Like Vancouver. You know where you live? I do. Do you know where you live? Um, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, and Portland's got their own that they're trying to battle right now. Yeah. We're going to get to that uh, coming up next on The Fan. <laughs> they've got a um, they've got a map of the snow plows and where they are in real time. They're, they're plowing the half an inch of snow that we have? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> It is helpful in some areas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking at them where they are right now. And it's exciting. I just Googled, uh, or I guess the, whatever the... There's only like three of them. The Whatever, the GPS to get home. Yeah, I use Google. Like, uh, yeah, the, Oh, wait, there's way more. The okay. Google Maps. One, two, three, four. Five. And because uh, I do go over the wonderful 405 bridge to there's get home. There's ten of them. And you know where they do the plus, you know, on 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 the route. Yeah. Um, would you care to guess? Seventy-five minutes. No, just the the plus going over the bridge, not to get home for me. Just the oh. added time getting over the bridge. Seventy-five minutes. Yeah, one hour and eleven minutes. So I was yeah, right. You were right. Just to get over the bridge, 
It is one hour and 11 minutes. That's not good. That is not good. I'm very... I'm, Could you walk home faster? Uh, no, I don't I don't think I could. <laughs> I'm not sure how I would get home walking. I'm going to check mine. Can you walk over the... I guess I'd have to yeah. walk down and go over... You can walk over the I-5 bridge. Yeah, but you can't walk over the 405, I don't think. So I'd have to get over the Willamette. So I guess I'd have to go down to, like, the, the Morrison walk over that i think that'd be the net or maybe like yeah. the steel bridge cruise over now nah, it might take me a while my drive home is normally about 11 minutes yeah it says 35 yeah, there you go hey that's not too bad look at that i got an hour and 46 on mine right now wow <laughs> and my mine is normally about 21 to 22 minutes and by the way that year of that big storm was 2018. Yeah. Although I will say it was kind of fun because uh, everyone at the Buffalo Gap was kind of there for the same reason, right? There just was a lot of people that worked around there on McAdam. They were all hunkered in. So we had a little community, right? And uh, the lady was doing uh, like two-for-one beers, which was kind of fun. But also the fact that everyone was driving home. I'm not sure if that was necessarily the best <clears throat> idea. But, you know, I, I appreciated the hospitality. Well. Had some nachos. Nothing and- brings people together like snow. That is true. We gather together. Well, we'll get to our body cam story tomorrow. Vancouver PD is launching a body cam program. Yeah. And uh, I'm all for it. Well, Portland is, I think theirs is officially going to arbitration. Because yeah, they, they're yeah, fighting it. They're fighting. Well, the Portland police, everyone's agreed that they, they need to have cameras. But the, the, the union and the city are fighting over some of the details. Like, the, the police want to be able to look at the body cam before writing their report. Yeah. And the the powers to be, the overseers are like, no, we're not doing that. So they they couldn't come to an agreement. So I think they're sending it to arbitration. We're some of the last, aren't we? Yeah, we're one of the we're one of the last major cities. Wonder why that is. It just makes sense that I don't care what side you're on. I don't know why you wouldn't want everything filmed. Right. And I get this this idea. Well, we don't want our job to be picked apart. But for the sake of everyone, with how much uh, heightened uh, interest there is. I don't understand why when something happens, you can't just say, this is the film. This is what happened. That way there's no, he said, she said. It protects you from baseless claims just the same. Exactly. That's right. You know, so I think everything. You should have nothing to hide. Everything should be filmed when you're talking about those interactions. All right. The Hot Five at Five is coming up next. And uh, yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. Well, you see this topic I have written in the notes here. Dun, dun, dun. Are you ready? We had to cover this at some point. What do we got? Masters Pete will be happy. Uh, we're talking, is it Dana? Should Dana Altman, oh, for God's sake, be in any kind of hot water? <laughs> There's also a new Netflix docuseries that's coming out. It involves sports. Yeah, I actually think this one's pretty interesting. And we'll tell you about that coming up next hour as well. Hot Five at Five next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 